Know you're back with FTTV. You're joined uh, by Jack Higgins, your host. Uh, today I'm joined by the regular cast and crew. Um, we've got Mary Higgins. Hello. Hello. That's How not are me. You? Right. <laughs> what? How are you? I'm all right. I'm very well. Very well. Thank you. Very well. How's that pregnancy treating you? All right. Okay. Gone not too bad. Still pregnant. So. Still yes. Still large. Still large. Yes. Absolutely. Excellent. Somebody who's not yeah. so large, Sean, you are not so large these days. You're of an immaculate weight loss. Why don't you tell us <laughs> about that? Well, just not in work eating hunters as right. Really? That's great. So the pounds are just dropping off you. Excellent. Although Mary might murder me if I continue to lose weight. What an inconsiderate time to lose weight when your wife is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so that I get is. fatter by the day and you just get skinnier by the day. It makes me feel great, I tell you that. Get it right up you. It's a disgrace actually. That is. Uh, I'm also joined by Connor Sweeney. How are we doing? I think yeah. the, the pounds that Sean's losing, I'm picking them up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I am all good. All good. Good mate. Good to hear it. And last but not least, it's truffles. How's <laughs> your weight, mate? Stay Listen. <laughs> People have referred to me as the yo-yo, you know, I don't know what um, what side of the weight loss or weight gain cycle I'm on right now, but it'll be exciting when we find out, we'll we'll see what happens. Excellent, excellent. Anyway, today uh, we're talking Friends, um, uh, an absolutely amazing TV show, we've all obviously had a lot to say about it on the previous show, and... um, this, this is a kind of episode I like to call Best of Friends or Best Friends Forever or something cheesy like that, um, purely because we're going to be talking about which friend is the best. Um, each of us has, well, it was originally we were going to draw, like, draw it out and everybody just got picked, uh, got sorry, got chosen uh, um, a friend to represent, but we're, we ended up just getting selfish and picking their own and we all have strong feelings about them. So if anything, that makes it a bit better. So we should be quite passionate about it. Um, the way this episode's going to work, just like any other FTTV episode, it will be shambolic. And we'll just um, <laughs> go around the table. I blame the host, really. Somebody, somebody, somebody will chip in. Um, I'll probably just talk over you. And uh, yeah, and then we'll, we'll, not, we'll not come to a consensus because that, I suppose, will be up to <laughs> That'll be the audience to decide who argued the best points, uh, who, you know, showed why their friend was the best um, throughout the 10 seasons. Um, I'll let you, each person introduce their friend. I won't, I won't do that. So if, without further ado, we'll get straight on it. Um, and I'm really interested to see what Sweeney has to say <laughs> their friend. So we'll start with that and um, we'll, we'll move along from there. Sweeney, you can take the floor here. Uh, aye, so my pick, well, I say pick, aye, uh, my option, <laughs> uh, uh, I had Rachel Green, who I'll start off by saying is not <laughs> the best character. <laughs> You're not doing a good job. Put a bit of salesmanship in. Well, what I'll just say is I don't know how Paul Rudd has been overlooked this whole <laughs> But right, your man due, crush on Paul Rudd want not understanding. For due diligence, I did Google why Rachel Green was the best character. And I've got eight options. <laughs> so one of them was her cooking skills are relatable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she's a trendsetter. Another one, she's Ross's lobster. No idea what that means. Uh, it's from a www.cheatsheet.com, so I don't like those much too. I'll get on that. Sweeney, you're on about uh, the same level of effort and preparation as Jack goes through. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, she's she's good, and I, you know, I she is good. I do like her. Sweetie, I'll let you I'm talk just... about Paul Rudd if you want, mate. You can talk about Mike Hannigan. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually seriously, seriously surprised that the number one reason on that cheat sheet thing was not because Jennifer Anderson's nipples are on show and <laughs> <laughs> like I thought that would be 
the number one internet argument as to why we need to leave as the best friends because, like, they are every episode without fail. Very cold in that studio. Mon- <laughs> you get to see Monica's up here a bit as well, to be fair. Aye, true. I would probably say yeah. Jennifer Lance has probably done the best off it, off the show, I would say. That's that's probably the only good point I would say. I mean, she's still a good actor. They're all still good actors, but she's probably done. She's probably been the most famous since the show, or done the most films and stuff. Well, she's 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 Sweeney, that doesn't really help her character, mind you. But <laughs> aye, aye. aye. <laughs> Some part as a character in this, um, Sweeney. I am curious to see what your argument for Mike Hannigan is. Just, so, I just love Paul Rudd. I mean, when have ever seen a bad <laughs> Paul Rudd performance? No, I mean friends, just in general. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Mike Hannigan playing the invisible keyboard in Central Park is yeah. up there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's absolutely hilarious. Just an all round good guy. My favourite bit with Mike is when it's him and Ross are oh, like, in the yeah. flat and they're talking <laughs> about what the difference between like beer and lager. <laughs> <laughs> but then he has to, he goes, and then he has to come back and Ross is like, but he left. <laughs> John, does the show awkward part of you just really relate to that scene? Is that what it is? Oh, very much so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. <laughs> Try to strike up conversation like you and Margaret. But what is a pilsner? That's my question. <laughs> I've always heard of beer and lager, but pilsner? Pilsner's an interesting one. Pilsner. Pilsner. Anyway, we'll move on um, quickly to Truffles. I know that he's eager to talk uh, about his friend, so go ahead. I'm just, ha- I'm happy that Sweeney is no longer a factor in this debate, so I can talk about Phoebe Buffet. Now, that's the first oh, point God. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> he's dropped props and everything. Oh, jeez. Truffles. <laughs> oh, here we go. I want to bring up is that Phoebe has the best backstory of any friend. Let me tell you about a character, people. Let me tell you about a tragic heroine whose mother has committed suicide, who once lived on a box in the street, has an evil twin, and has never met her father. That is Phoebe fucking Buffet. And despite all of that, she still manages to be a ray of sunshine throughout the entirety of Friends. And she brings the best exciting solo storylines. The woman meets her real mother, throughout all this who it turns out she had a three-way relationship with who she thought were her parents it's wonderful stuff she thinks her dead mother her dead fake mother rather is reincarnated as a cat at one point all right she gives birth to her brother's triplets and then tries to keep one of them all right see without phoebe in this show it would just be the story of rather boring people going about their lives it would be rules of engagement but phoebe is what helps make it friends and we actually see some character progression from her like when we first meet her she dresses like a happy looks like a happy talks like a happy easily the most eccentric of the group but other characters like joey's a bit stale stays the same way doesn't really progress phoebe really does she goes from this outlier to someone who's ready to settle down and start a family with Sweeney, I don't know if you'd agree with me, but with another top-tier character, Mike Hannigan, uh, Paul Rudd, you know? Oh, yeah. um, like, I've heard of him. Uh, a... You know, and she's ready to settle down. Who'd have thought it? Not me. Uh, and you see that progression of that relationship, like the Princess Consuela banana hammock incident, the crap bag incident, and then she's got a pet rodent in the flat. You know, they make each other better. And then, just when you think of friends, people, all right, if you know this one... Help me sing, help sing along. Right, here we go. All right. Oh, you ready? Oh, my God. No. Smelly cat. Smelly cat. What are they feeding you? Smelly cat. All right. Some people have said that Phoebe Buffet's impeccable singing style has inspired many other performers, like the likes of David Campbell. All right. She is ahead of the game, ahead of the curve. Top tier musical quality. When you think of Friends, you think of Phoebe, you think of her songs, and you think of her other relationships that she brings. David from Minsk, Mike Hannigan, Gary the police officer who shoots the bird, um, fucking Parker, uh, Alec Baldwin, a fantastic episode, just some of the funniest moments when she fancies Jack Geller, wishes she was a can of condensed milk, uh, when she screams that she loves Jack Cousteau, when she's like, oh, so many moments. Guys, Phoebe Buffet is the one. 
Phoebe Buffet is life. Phoebe Buffet is the best character in Friends. Take a breath, man. I just I It's mad how wrong you are. I can't believe you've thought about all this beforehand and thought, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to say. Yeah, this is this is 100 percent correct. And it's 100 percent correct. Our performance. What is the what is what is incorrect about what I've just said? The only good the only good scenes with Phoebe Buffet in it is the ones with Paul Rudd in it, and that's <laughs> as much as I like Phoebe. You could take it out, and nothing really would like. You could kind of continue on the whole show. Yeah, you like, could continue on the, the stories, but yeah. you could, it would just be boring. It would, like I said, it would just be a rules of engagement. It'd be a how I met your mother. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be friends. It wouldn't be what makes friends special. And that's Phoebe. She brings the really like stuff you remember to the table. Well, mm. do you know what? I like. I like the argument. I like that. Um, she definitely is the most eccentric and has. I wouldn't say she's had the hardest like. I don't know. I, I, everybody's upbringing in it is is fairly cushy, but no one was homeless. The, Poor Chandler, yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, he's traumatized by the playboy and stuff. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, will, like... I will. Uh, <laughs> I will bring that into the argument. But um, no, I, I get what you're saying, Travels. I think she does give the weirdness to it, and it makes it a show that's a little bit different for like, how I met your mother because you don't get that really, really crazy person. Uh, character in there whereas she is just like an actual crazy person and it's um, wonderful stuff but it's so overlooked I think that's what Friends does well um, is that the characters like Joey and Phoebe that are just like one being like sh- so stupid that it's like obviously unreal do you know what I mean it's obviously yeah. it's mm. obviously um, a show so you can be a, they can make him as stupid as possible but nobody in real life can be that stupid um, and the same with Phoebe like nobody in real life can be well, they can be that weird, but, you know, without mental health issues or illnesses, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they can't be that freaky. Um, no one, no other character could deliver the line, they don't know that we know, they know we know. No one else could do that line justice, but Phoebe Buffet can. That is the difference, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm interested to see what everyone else has got to say. I love What I loved about that first two entries there was the stark contrast from one being... Super prepared with a guitar already in hand <laughs> from the intro. The, the passion in the salesmanship. And then, I'll start this. Sweeney wasn't even real. Sweeney started, off, Sweeney started off by saying, uh, she's definitely no. <laughs> 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 Can we talk about Paul Rudd instead? <laughs> not, not Paul Rudd and friends, just Paul Rudd in general. It's <laughs> <laughs> what a man. She's <laughs> an all round good guy. Anyway, that was a, a good argument, Travels. I liked that. Um, and I'm sure some of the listeners will be on your side with that one. But um, I'm interested to see what take Mary has with her friend. So, my friend is Ross. I'm here Ross. to defend Ross because this is the internet has been a scalar. And I'm not, I'm not here for it. I feel like BuzzFeed actually have a vendetta out against the character of Ross Geller because the amount of stuff <laughs> that they post just try to tear him down as a joke. Um, and I mean, everyone always thinks that Ross is the worst. And I just, I don't understand. I just feel like we can't be watching the same show because Ross, you know, is quite clearly the best. Um, I mean, whether you're, or whether you're laughing or you're laughing when Ross Geller is on the telly because he's just a bit of a joke like his life just is a joke so it's just always funny whether he kind of means it to be or not three divorces the fact that he just wants his pals to love fossils and just share his passion and they just always go but you're not a doctor do you know what I mean? Like uh, the fact that his poor sandwich gets stolen, he can't catch a break. He go everything he does basically just becomes a bit of a farce. The leather pants, the spray tan, and he just fucks everything up. Basically, he has a fucking monkey. I mean, his life is a tragedy. You don't end up <laughs> a single man in an apartment in New York with a monkey if something has not gone tragically wrong in your life. I mean, his like, wife is a lesbian. That's I mean, kind of the kickstart into it. So. 
his wife was a lesbian. So uh, that one just I mean, kickstarts the whole chain of events. It's like him and Rachel, star-crossed lovers, like so meant to be, yet so tragically unmeant to be, just because of the poor decisions that they take in life. But I think for me, the thing I love about Ross and why I think personally he's the funniest is because it's it's more I think like Chandler and Phoebe are they're written funny as in they get the obvious kind of like one-liner gags the you know past remark like the kind of comedic remarks that they make observational kind of comedy but Ross isn't really meant to be funny like Ross isn't written as a funny character it's David Swimmer's just physical embodiment of Ross like he's such a physical comedy actor to me that's what makes Ross really funny it's the way he like flounces in and out of a room so dramatically and stroppily and the way his deadpan expressions and his reactionary faces and the tone of his voice like he starts like he just to me just I I don't know just the way he creates Ross is funny um and I mean, out with the fact that he's funny in that way, like his storylines are central to Friends. Like there is no Friends without Ross and Rachel. There wouldn't be the friendship group if he wasn't Monica's brother and Chandler's roommate. And then, you know, everything kind of led on from Ross. Like you couldn't really take Ross out of it because it would fall apart, basically. His storylines literally weave throughout the whole group. And as much as it's probably kind of annoying that it's the main storyline, Ross and Rachel, literally from series one to season 10, it's what we're following kind of the whole way through. Um, but I, he's just so funny. Like, think, see, if you think about some of the classic lines in Friends that people quote, it's the things like the Unagi, it's him shouting pivot on the stairs, it's him shouting, I'm fine. The whole, like, you know, the fajitas, like, all that yeah. sort of stuff. <laughs> the way he just walks into a room and says hi. Like, everything. Oh, he's just, like, he's so physical and just, like, oh, I don't know. And just the way, like, even, like, um, see him playing the keyboard, that wouldn't have been half as funny if he hadn't been so you know, dramatic with it, like when he was like playing keyboard and when he says like just stupid wee lines like remember when he's eating the trifle and he says it tastes like feet? Like just like stupid wee <laughs> things like that, the way he does it. The sibling <laughs> dance with him and Monica. Oh that's um, a good moment. Uh the way he see they're just I don't know. Like, oh even like the stupid things like his life's so tragic, he's so buzzing about becoming a professor at NYU and then he fucks it up because he starts talking in an English accent. Like that is true and he has to like phase it out. The way he impersonates a dinosaur. Um just oh everything. I just fucking love rollerblading it. He's just to so class. hard done by rollerblading to class. See one of the bits I love is you know how when they're in um, Elizabeth's dad's cabin. And yeah. he's he's in, he's in um, Bruce Willis's bedroom, and then Bruce Willis walks into the room, and he's just standing up in the room, and he just literally slithers to the floor really like slowly, <laughs> and just falls under the bed. See, so just like stupid shit like that. Just the way David Schwimmer plays Ross is just so funny. I think he's probably I I don't know. I think to me he's the best actor because I think Ross could so easily be just seen as whiny and boring but I think the way David Schwimmer plays him is you know I think he kind of saves it to be fair I think he's probably got the most challenging character to me and he's just funny as fuck he's just so tragic that it's funny and that's I oh. yeah I, I don't like it too much but what what is the criticism that you're you're defending him from well to be fair really a lot specified. of people so he gets a lot of hate from people who basically have a lot of problems with 90s shows being problematic. So, for example, um, he gets hate online for the fact that he kicks off about his son wanting to play with a Barbie when he's a baby. He then gets a lot of hate for the whole male nanny episode. He gets a lot of hate for the way he treats Susan because they say that, oh, you know, it's because she's a lesbian when it's quite clearly the fact that it's because, you know, she was the reason, essentially, that... She was, she was an adulterer. She was an adulterer. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah, really think made it's him the a fact that she's a lesbian. Uh, aye, so he gets kind of hate for being a bit 
problematic and backwards, but like we've said on previous podcasts, is you can't hold shows of yesterday to today's standards. Uh, and it was written as a kind of classic, unfortunately, male guy in the 90s, early noughties, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, so there's that. And then there's a lot of people who do just kind of say that he is a bit whiny. And I'm like, well, are you listening? It was like, his life is a tragedy. His life is a farce. The divorcer. The divorcer, exactly. <laughs> like you, you don't you're allowed a wine when you've had three divorces and they've all been, you know, unfortunately in tragic circumstances. Uh huh. Um <laughs> I just I just don't understand why people don't see what I see when I watch Ross, because I just think he's so fucking funny. Like I mean, just he's just these expressions and everything are hilarious, just the way mm-hmm. he reacts and Oh, I love it. I think, cool. whiny, cool I think that's that's one of the funniest bits about him is when he's exactly um, because he gets so he gets so wound up about things and it's just hilarious to watch him pure flake out. Um, no. like like the whole I'm fine thing and you know when that comes to a head and uh, yeah yeah he's just he does have so many moments where but do you know what I mean so about the way he's, 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 he's his, so physical his, pure, his rage and stuff as well when he's, uh-huh. when he's going through his pure rage spell. And he's oh, like, or when he talks about having to go red Ross and all that, like, <laughs> he's, he's just like, so funny. Yeah, I think he's just the loser. Yeah, he's just like the classic high school geek who's you know just trying to shake off the like he's he's he, he's just. He's still that geek on like awkward geek kind of on the inside. But now he's an adult in real life situations and he's just always kind of just seems to just still mm. be trying to shake off that geeky side of him, but it always just creeps out and like you see it when I, he gets pure, you see it when he gets pure buzzing to host the quiz for the yes. the, the quiz the inter inter apartment quiz. Yeah. And he just like, like he's always just so he's he's the only one with a fucking proper job and he wants he gets excited and he bounces into the coffee house buzzing to tell them about this fossil and they'll just go, Shut up, Ross. Like Do you think Chandler has a proper a job? Shame. Yeah, I think right, Bruce's got a proper job as well. Well, I'm um, right, okay, well, I okay. Okay, hold on a minute. I mean, yeah, got... got a proper job. <laughs> They've all got proper jobs. Ross has got. He's got um, the degree. <laughs> the de- I, I don't. You know what? He's got like the job that maybe is like. Oh, I want to talk. Like I'm so passionate about this, and I need to talk about it. And this is so cool because we've discovered this and blah blah blah. Like Chandler's not going to come bounce into the coffee house and be like, "Oh, guess what data we analysed today, guys?" Like, do you know what I mean like Ross is like so <laughs> passionate about his dinosaurs and. They all just, oh, they just shut him down. It's such a shame. He just wants like, his pals to listen. I think that's the thing. Like, Maddie, you've said, like, Ross has some of the best moments, right? Some of the greatest moments in Friends history. I'm not going to take that away from you. My argument would be he also has some of the worst that balances like, it out. What? Like, you think of the whole Emily saga and the fact we had to put up with Ross and Emily's relationship for so long. Think of Elizabeth. Think of the Charlie love triangle. Mona. Like, can I say Mona. any more? Mona? I mean, like, he brings in the unfortunate <laughs> characters. What was wrong yeah. with Mona? Like, the, the characters linked to Ross outside of his parents who should have had their own section on this show. <laughs> right, outside of the Gellers, Ross brings Aye, in... the favourite Judy and Jack Geller? <laughs> Jack, Jack Geller, <laughs> dream hunk. Um, but, <laughs> but Ross, despite having some of the best and most iconic moments, also has some of the biggest drag storylines in the show's history. But I, again, that, I think uh... Larry kind of, kind of covered that by saying like how the story throughout Friends is kind of following Ross and Rachel and yet yeah. you, ha- you wouldn't have Rachel's reactions to all these like wives and girlfriends that Ross has that come and go um, mm. and always seem to have like mass it's the same with Chandler like Chandler well more so with, Jan- with Janice but Chandler always has girlfriends that have really really annoying sort yeah. of cli- like cliquey things or like um, I don't know like, I don't I, know really, really and the purpose things. The purpose, like you say, Jack, of, of Ross's storylines is because people are just, it's just like another reason why Ross and Rachel won't happen at that time. So it's like, it's a purposeful obstacle. And it's if also, that makes sense. yeah, it's also when Ross isn't with Rachel, Ross feels like he's never going to get with Rachel again. Yeah. Like they always think, that's it done, that's it done. So he probably thinks his next relation needs to be his last. 
so that's why he married all the time. Like, so with Emily, it was like, well, it went so fast and all that, and brilliant. I don't, I, I mean, personally, I hated Emily. Oh, um, Emily is the worst. But I think like, we can I all think agree. Yeah, and Elizabeth. <laughs> I didn't really mind Elizabeth. Elizabeth's just like... He was but Elizabeth just, brought us Bru- Bruce Willis. Yeah, exactly. And what would the friends be without the Bruce Willis? Do you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Bruce Willis crying for a bit of day on end. Yeah. Also, I'm just going to bring this I'm just going to bring this up right now. They were not on a break, you know, and uh, the fact that Ross clearly, clearly cheated on Rachel when they were clearly not on a break, you know, has to weigh him down as well. But what would we be without, what would the, the show be without the We Were On A Break? Do you know what I mean? So, oh. again, purposeful, purposeful <laughs> obstacles. It's just, I just love, now, David. I love the way, <laughs> to be honest, I just love the way he flounces in and out of scenes to me. It's like he flounces in, all excited about something, his pals shoot him down, slag him, and then he just flounces out, all raging, and it's just, he's just funny. He's just <laughs> physical and funny and reactionary and he's no meant to be funny and he is and it works one of my one of my favorite uh, reactionary moments from from ross is when he gets the new apartment across the road uh-huh. and then uh <laughs> phoebe and rachel are there oh no obviously this is the this is at the same so it's like Ross has literally just walked in and Rachel and Phoebe have just seen Monica and Chandler at the window. Wonderful reactions. And jumping up and down, he's like, That's one of the best moments. Let's not forget about Phoebe's delivery of my eyes, my eyes right before. Oh my god, no. I read an interview, um, not read an interview, I watched a clip of her saying just the other day that she actually imitates, she imitates Chandler, like she imitates Chandler in that, she actually went and said to Matthew Perry, like I'm going to say my eyes, my eyes, kind of like the way that you would do it, is that okay? And now, yeah. I've I never kind of noticed it before to be honest, but it is kind of quite Chandler-esque Chandler. the way she yeah. says that. But yeah, nah, Ross, number one, team Ross. <laughs> to sum up, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> to sum up, Ross. Good argument, good argument. We'll move on now to Sean. You can give us your friend. So I'm representing Joey here. Because I mean, you get told to. Joseph. I mean, <laughs> he's just a big, lovable idiot, isn't he? Like, who wouldn't he love to have Joey as a pal? Let's be honest. Yeah. If you, if you, you, you want to be pals with Joey, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants guy. to be pals with Joey. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he loves sorry. food. Like, who does? Like, <laughs> I, I, I relate to that. <laughs> like, the whole Joey doesn't share food. Like, it's understandable. That's who, remember when Joey jumps in front of um, Ross? Just remember Ross. Remember I was talking about Ross. Um, remember when Joey? Remember when Joey? Back after you. No, it, it relates to Joey and food. I'm just saying. Remember when? Ah, uh-huh, he saved. He saves his sandwich. I mean, if that doesn't tell you how much that cunt loves food, then <laughs> on the ride around with Gary, is it? Yeah, yeah. I literally watched that last night. No, you try to save my life. Nah, we have to go for the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Him going to eat that trifle, that fucking god awful trifle that Rachel made, like I, I think that's something I would go with. Like, I mean, wh- I mean, who can argue? Beef good, cream good, jam good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's the issue there? <laughs> oh. I mean, Aww, I mean like, like he obviously has this hyper, like, exaggerated stupidity, like signing off the. Adoption letter with baby kangaroo Triviani. Like, <laughs> like nobody's that daft, but it's, oh my God. it's, it's, it's just funny, isn't it? <laughs> I can't believe I've got it. You're in there, Gruffles. Gruffles has changed his mind. He's like, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> you want him? 
full quote again they are prepossessing homo sapiens with full size aortic pumps or something like that just use it to talk just the whole way down the letter it's just brilliant and like what, like one of my favourite Joey episodes is the like where he's doing they're doing the set of quiz show like let's play bamboozled like that like that just oh, that whole yeah. thing between like Ross Joey and <laughs> and Chandler's just brilliant David's not listening to a word you're saying he's still uh, thinking about me I can't control myself <laughs> but then that's just so funny on, on like an actual friend level for like in sort of defence of Joey like he would, he would just do absolutely anything for his pals like yeah like when Phoebe's pregnant with the triplets and she's craving meat he gives up meat so the balance is out like even though as we all know Joey loves food <laughs> loves his hamburgers loves his meatball subs and stuff gives up meat yeah he's probably so like the, the best friend better he like keeps Chandler and Monica's secret gives up Hugsy for Emma like Aww. and then even that he's also willing to try for like if like as much as he's a womanizer like when he's with somebody who tries to get into their interests like look at all the like going to Ross for tips for going around the museum and stuff and he's starting to go out with Charlie and that like he just he's willing to try and yeah. get interested in other people's interests Mad he's just a, a good guy he's just a good guy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very, very so convincing argument. <laughs> it's a very convincing argument for Joey. It has to be said. He's a um, bit too. He's a bit just. He's a bit too D though, Joey, isn't he? Like out with everything you've said there, he's quite like that's a bit. Ah, uh, yeah, he, he, he is quite a caricature in terms of like the actual kind of jokes and stuff he gets, and like, oh, let's laugh at Joey because he's stupid. But like, the, mm-hmm. the guys get heart of gold, like. Yeah, unlike unlike with characters like, like he, he is the best friend out of them all. Let's be honest. Aye, I'd probably agree with that. Like on a show yeah. called Friends. Sorry, what's the show called? Best Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say they're apart from the time, but I can't really think of a time when Joey was a complete dick. Like I'm trying to like, even if even the time he breaks up with somebody. But Chandler's pure into her and he just, he's just fine about it. Like, on you go, knock yourself out, son. He does, he does lead to them being robbed. His stupidity does lead to them being robbed, Aye. to be fair. True, but then, but then, then they have the canoe. <laughs> then they do have a canoe. <laughs> and, and, I mean, he was a loving father the to the duck and the goose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicken, yeah. No, chicken so, duck. Chicken, uh, chicken duck, duck. Yeah. So, absolutely... Absolutely loves animals. Like there you go. What a even better guy. <laughs> wow. Aye, this is quite right, a good guy. Yeah, absolutely nice guy. But you got to remember who his roommate was when they had the chicken and the duck. And for that reason, I will be arguing for Chandler. Oh, uh, moving, moving on rather swiftly. That's the smoothest that was. That is the smoothest segue <laughs> in any podcast. <laughs> that we've done. The smoothest transition yet. I was getting the feeling that Sean was about done there with Joey, so I thought I'd, st- I'd step in. That's because I won. <laughs> <laughs> Did you well, not hear not how much David laughed? <laughs> I do agree, right, because Joey is probably the best moral friend, as in he cares the most for the rest of his friends, and he probably has the least connection to them all as well, so he, it's even more commendable that he's, he cares so much about them because, you know, he wasn't didn't have a a college relationship with Ross and Chandler like Ross and Chandler had. He was not a sibling of any of them, like, obviously, the Gellers. Um, he's just the guy who lived across the street, uh, across the hall, sorry. Um, so, you know, he probably is morally. However, however, when we're talking about the best friend overall, it's Chandler. And because he has the moral, um, the good moral compass like Joey, we do anything for his friends and he maybe makes mistakes like we all do. Everybody, every friend has made a mistake and, you know, that's why they're friends because they learn to forgive each other. But Chandler is the funniest by an absolute mile. And I know he gets things written for him, his character's written to be the funny one, the one that goes, blah, blah, like, <laughs> that happens. But 
it makes everybody else funny because they they because they bounce off of him. You know, Chandler gets all the one liners, fair enough. But um it's his need and craving to be funny that makes some of the other characters funny around them, like Monica teasing him for it, like how he reacts or how he says things. Um, the same way Phoebe and Rachel, like they all have a go at him for the way he speaks and the way he makes jokes, like blah, blah, like all the time. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I don't think I think he, he sets he sets the humor dynamic for everyone because he's it starts off being a normal conversation or quite a serious conversation, but he is always the sort of comic relief where he says something that's inappropriate or he says something that's um like or he's he's the one that has to break the news to Phoebe or something. Um but I don't know, I can't even really think of the of the example. But um I just think some of some of his best moments and if, if you were saying there as well, Truffles about the uh somebody filing their nails or something. Sorry, did you hear that? I wasn't filing my nails but I was doing something. <laughs> uh, okay. Leave it at that then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's had a tough upbringing as well, and is such a complicated character where he, he uses his humour as a defence mechanism. I think it's just they're, they're all great, right? They're all absolutely great, but there is no one who gives you like all out laughter, laugh out loud, constant all the way through an episode. Like it, there's nothing that Chandler says that you go, "Oh, that wasn't funny," or "That was." Like even when he's being like soppy or something with Monica, like towards the end of the later series, um, they're they're still they still have a funny dynamic, and he uses their relationship as a as a tool for humor as well. Like where, for example, like when when Phoebe is going out with um that Gary guy, the the police officer, and they're shagging all the time because they're in a new relationship, and Monica's getting dead jealous. An iconic um, Phoebe moment, it has to be said. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Chandler and Monica are having their own kind of like tension because Phoebe's wanting to try and beat them. As, like, yeah, sorry, Monica's trying to beat them, as you know. Uh, she's just so competitive that she can't let someone else have, be a better relationship. And for once, Chandler takes the, the sort of grown-up approach in this and is like, this needs to stop. Like, we can't just keep shagging because they're shagging <laughs> um, and, and, and even in that moment where he's like um, he's like you freaked out he says to her like oh you freaked out there for a minute about a relationship and I was the mature one who sorted out <laughs> and he starts like he starts like jumping up and like takes it too far and then it's like and we're back <laughs> like, <laughs> um, back to the same rules I just think yeah even though as the season goes on it gets I would argue a little bit less funny, but I think it's you see a similar thing in other shows where it gets more focused on the relationship, and it's now, you know, you don't see them as two separate people. If you know what I mean, you don't see Chandler and Monica as the two separate characters anymore. You now see them as Chandler and Monica in the later seasons when they're together. Chanica, and, uh, Chanica exactly. Chanica. Mandler. Which leads to Chandler <laughs> being weighed down in the funny department by a massive anchor on his side that is Monica Geller. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> the problem with Chandler is he starts off in the early yeah. seasons is clearly the best one, Jack. Right? But as you've alluded to and sort of darted around, he does have a massive dip as it goes on. Like just being honest about it. I don't. I don't even know if it's as as massive as that. But I think, yeah, I think the relationship with Monica definitely it, it tones down his um, his tendencies to make jokes uh, over nothing. Um, so yeah, he maybe. Dip, but I don't. I don't think he's any less funny. I still think when he when he gets his his moment, he takes a he makes the most of it. Um, I don't think he gets less funny. I think his storyline then just becomes a bit more more mature and serious. Mature. And, yeah. Bland. Bland. I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just trying to get the argument in here. Like you say mature and serious, I say a bit stale. You know, that's that would be I, I, would argue, I would argue the exact same thing for Phoebe though. Like the more mature I she gets, the more understanding about her past. She she gets less neurotic, less 
psycho and just become more like, normal. And just, I would argue, yeah, more that normal, Ross gets married and has a normal wedding, <laughs> what's outside the snow. But oh, we're I back would, to Ross, are we? Yeah, <laughs> I would argue that Ross gets better as the seasons go on as well. To be fair, I think Ross is maybe a bit of a background character slow in the burner. beginning. He's a slow burner. Season five, bam, Ross comes alive he, and, and just gets better. And Sweeney would argue that Rachel is. Oh no, wait, sorry, Paul Rudd doesn't have yet. And Joey is just the same from day one. Just pretty much, guys. Just being there for his pals. It's all about that Rudd, baby. We can we can all agree though that Monica is the worst friend <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a disaster morally and just in terms couldn't of humor. couldn't pay somebody come on here and say Monica was the best <laughs> we, <friend>. tried. <laughs> we tried <laughs> we put our money together we got about 40 days no, no one would take it for the ever <laughs> I, like as much heat as we're throwing Monica I don't think she's horrific like you can relate to sides of our personality, like the hyper competitiveness and that. Like them playing table tennis at the, like in Jamaica or wherever it is they go to for the Ross's conference. Aye. Yeah. Like that is just yeah. hilarious. I mean, to be fair, Monica is really funny when Chandler's around in the later seasons. So she's more just like copping off of Chandler's comedy which is more an argument as to why Chandler's the best because he makes Monica funny rather than it being an argument for why Monica is the best it's more just a support and argument for Chandler who's, basically Whose side are you on here? Why you just like, just I mean second to, <laughs> second to Ross of course <laughs> You mean third to Joanne? No, second to Ross Ross I think if you took a poll, you probably would find that most people would say Chandler was the best. Like Chandler's humor, like just like it's just my sense of humor. Like, I, I do love Chandler, but if we're talking about the best friend, <laughs> Joy Boy. Anyway, uh, Monica worst. Yeah, Monica is the worst. I think. Uh, even all the other friends know that she's the worst. They, at certain points, they end up having pure spats with her because they tell her that she's high maintenance. Um, she was. She, I even remember watching an episode last night. She said something like, uh, "I think I would be a great military leader or something like that." And then uh, she, said, I can't even remember. Like, I, I would be the best out of a lot of you or something. And then Chandler goes like, "Yeah, that's if your your platoon didn't kill you or something like that." <laughs> yes, the exact same story she actually has when she starts working at Alessandro's. Exactly. So, oh yeah. Like, everybody hates her because she's just so high maintenance and so neurotic. And I think people in real life are like that. Where yeah. Like, it's very hard to get on with somebody who's like that, so super competitive, like so high maintenance, so bossy, like has everything has to be perfect. Um. And although we love them, you know, and if we've got people in our actual lives that are like that, we love them a bit. And I was going to say, you didn't have to attack me so publicly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair... why you not defend Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, the only reason they tolerate Monica is because they need an apartment and she's Ross's sister. Like, <laughs> As she feeds Joy. There would be more mutiny on Monica if they didn't need that big apartment. Uh, pretty much. Not- not from Phoebe. Phoebe loves her, and that was Phoebe number one. Is Phoebe in all the high maintenance and we're having a go for being high maintenance. I should try to help her, you know. So that's a good friend. He's called Phoebe. <laughs> ah, yeah, Blakey. I mean, Blakey. She is relatable to people. People who say Monica's their favorite character is the Monica's of the of the real world. Yeah. I think. I think she appeals to people who are like her, but. That's because they also feel hard done to in their own real life that they just sympathise with Monica. Yeah, she's one of the probably more realistic characters in terms of what she does, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, like we all know people that are like that. I think, we, to be fair... You don't really get somebody that's as stupid as Joey or as... 
just downright weird as Phoebe. I think Monica is like the classic, like she was, I mean, even Jack and Judy Geller realised at a young age that Ross was the superior character and literally Monica (laughs) lived, Monica (laughs) Monica lived in the shadow of the glory that is Ross from day one. Everybody lived in Monica's shadow when they were younger. And therefore she is the way she is because she has always been second banana to Ross and is therefore hyper competitive and driven etc. Which is just a bit annoying. It's Judy and uh, Jack's fault. So. Well, I would not blame Jack Geller for anything, Sean. I would watch what I'm saying on this show. About Jack why, why should Ross tone themselves down just to let Monica shine? That's not that's not fair. Monica should just up her game but not be such a fucking shrill freak about it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Sum up, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I put and in I a mean, token defence for earlier. I'm pretty neurotic myself in real life, so I mean, I probably... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but Jack just said there, we've got neurotic people in our own life and we love them for who they are. So I mean, yes. I feel this is a safe place for me to admit that I also have a bit of neurosis. Hi, <laughs> um, my name is Mary and I'm neurotic. Yeah, Hi, but I acknowledge that it is a character flaw. So I'm not here to jump to Monica's defence and say that it is a positive trait. It is quite clearly a flaw. It's like she says it's a positive trait. And it should not be celebrated, therefore she is not the best friend. (laughs) Right, I want to, um, before we round up, just go around each person again. And I want you to say the best moment of your friend. Um, Oh, no. If we've not already, like, if it's already not been said, but... um, if it has been said, then choose another one, asshole. Mm. Okay. 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 So we'll start again, Miss Sweeney, since he's not spoken about since. Enjoy the last city game. <laughs> Watching the city game. Uh, Paul's best moment. Paul's best moment. Rachel's best moment was when Paul Rudd packed up the script, started reading, and agreed to join the cast. (laughs) (laughs) Viva la Rudd. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Truffles, Phoebe's best moment. I named uh, quite a few. About eighteen at the time, but I, I mentioned quite a bit in this. And this is up your underrated one, though. It's when they're trying to get out um, what club Brad Pitt and uh, Ross were in in school, and Phoebe just goes, "Oh come on, Will, just take off your shirt and tell us." Oh no, is it me now? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. How do you pick Ross's best moment? What the fuck? Um, right, okay, maybe. Okay, I think maybe my favourite is when he plays the bagpipes. <laughs> That's such a good one. Is that? <laughs> Complimented by Phoebe's singing. <laughs> or <laughs> see the, the bit when the bit when you know how when it's Phoebe's birthday dinner and Ross and Rachel are locked out of the apartment. And baby Emma's inside, and Rachel's freaking out, and then she goes, "Well, what if a bird gets in, or what if the stove's on fire?" And then he comes up with that pure, big, elaborate story about an eagle flying in the window, and <laughs> like that whole scene. I can't, I'm not even going to attempt to quote it. Um, but see how the bit after that, where they're in the restaurant, it's like, uh-huh. Judy, the sock, get that! Oh, yeah. <laughs> get that sock, Judy, get that sock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of stuck between two I'm stuck between Joey learning French off of Phoebe <laughs> yeah. and getting it getting it and then trying to put the whole sentence together and going blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> or the, the time he's in the I can't remember what episode that is but he's, I remember him in a restaurant and he's ordering he just basically orders everything and he just kept, tells him to keep coming Oh yeah, what is that again? I'm is, is that maybe the 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 Phoebe birthday one? It is, it's Phoebe, it's or, Phoebe's birthday they, dinner. They order all the meals and then everybody leaves again before the meals come. Yeah. So it's yeah, still yeah, just him sitting. He's like, "What is your about to see something?" 
That's a good one. Right, my, one, of, one of my favourites, if not my favourite, is um, Chandler taking a bath for the first time. Or like, <laughs> oh, those, yeah. those episodes where he's completely against it. And that's something I like about Chandler. Um, see, all the way through the, the 10 seasons, he's always reluctant to do things. Um, but then he's the kind of person that when he does it, it's like he's just so... Like he's so taken by it, do you know what I mean? He's the first person to say, "No, I'm not doing that. I wouldn't do that." And then like does it on this lie or something like that, or blah blah blah. So that's the prime example. But I just love like how he reacts to things like that. That's something about Chandler that I love the way he delivers lines. And when he's like, um, when he's talking about the bath salts, he's like, oh. Or he's got his battleship to make it more manly. Yeah, he's got the battleship to make it more manly. But it's just when he's like, um, what does he say before it, Mara? He goes, uh, Monica says, goes, it's interesting. He <laughs> goes, the bat, the, the bath salts are starting to effervesce. It's different. It's oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> he's delivering that. It's absolutely class. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely one of my favourites. If and then um oh, the ATM vestibule as well. That I think that's what I call it. Gum would be Gum would be perfection. <laughs> Gum would be perfection. I like Chandler in the box. The meaning of the box is free fall. <laughs> <laughs> the best best finger acting, don't you, man? It's wonderful stuff. <laughs> that's close. Yeah. I like it when he. One of my favorite Chandler moments is when he's like quoting the pool boy, saying "More turkey, Mister Chandler. Mm, More turkey, turkey Mister Chandler." Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I favorite bits. Yeah, you say that all the time. I know, all the time. When, when, when there's no turkey there, no turkey, a turkey, nothing to do. Just be sitting on the couch and hit out with. <laughs> As we said, neurotic. Yeah, <laughs> neurotic. Prime example one. It's my favourite anyway, part of the show yeah, now. We'll round it up there and end the show. Um, we've been FTTV. I've been. Subpar at hosting. Thanks again yeah. for joining. Jack, you've only been a subpar as Sweeney was at Defending Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sweeney's still here? Sweeney was on the show. Sweeney's trying to watch the game. Shop. I am. I'm watching the city game. <laughs> Trust you're playing guitars and Sweeney's trying to I want to know if my camera's still on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I know, I know between, between me watching the me watching the football, Mary's camera being on, and Truffles think it's a live gig. To be the disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a pleasure, so thanks for listening. See you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.